Welcome to the Read Entertainment Podcast, episode 371 for October 9th, 2022. My name is Nathan Reed Spruth. Joining me this week, we have Andrew Roe McFain. You've got me. Yeah, I got you, babe. And we also have Connor, the cyberpunk monk, Besh. So what? Uh, we watch anime. No. No, that's done. It's retired. It's dead. It will never go away. <laughs> I, I, of course, am your host, Nathan Reed Spruth, and I am going to close SoundPad so now my girlfriend can play Fallout on my Steam Deck. So, <laughs> um, Dave, Aroa, where can we find you? Connor, where can we find you? Both of you. Aroa.website. One of those links is to Clinton Score Classics, or Rise of the Rune Lords First Edition Actual Play Podcast. Check it out. We're doing great numbers. We are. We are, well. We're doing numbers, which is uh, more to we're say. We're doing than, numbers. Better, we are doing numbers. I ever, I, I never would have expected us to do more than more than ten. That's that is the more than we thought we would do. And there, we're like quadruple digits, homie. I know the. I'm a little jealous of my other podcasts that I do <laughs> because it gets way more, way better numbers than the uh, written entertainment entertainment podcast but that's okay because we don't do any marketing i I, mean, I also don't do any marketing yeah i think it's well you you, you don't i, have I specifically to so market with, on here you, you don't have to so much with a podcast that like you know has like a gimmick i guess sure. but a but following this, that's already built in well that too but, but like this podcast is like every fucking podcast that's yeah. on the internet yeah, real. yeah, we're we're the same as like, not necessarily the same, but we're similar to like any other video I, game podcast. This is I, resume I, fodder. Yeah, yeah, we, we we tend to have like better opinions, and by we I mean I tend to have better opinions than most other people on podcasts. But that's about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, when you have something like Clinton's Core Classics, where you can is our actual play podcast that you can find everywhere, mainly on Spotify, Amazon, iTunes. Uh, that's more of a niche thing. So there are few, while there might be fewer listeners overall, there's also going to be fewer podcasts and fewer podcasts of quality aside from that. So if somebody does stumble upon our podcast, uh, they're gonna find and, that it's pro- it has good editing at least. It's got that going for yeah. it. Are you saying that there's not like a billion actually play podcast? Because boy, oh boy, are you wrong on that one? Well, no, I'm saying that there are more video game or tech podcasts than there are actual play podcasts, even if there are a ton of actual play podcasts. I would be interested in seeing those numbers. Video game or tech podcasts, which have limited to no actual production value and are more or less just three dudes uh, bullshitting for an hour and a half. That's, uh, versus... that's our next that when we uh we when we do the revamp it's going to be named three dudes bullshitting for about an hour and a half that's going to be that the somebody name. actually probably SEO. <laughs> probably yeah does. yeah uh but anyway uh of course i'm your host nathan reed spruth i think i said that but aroa what games have you played this week uh you know i've been i've been jumping around a little bit i uh 
I've played a little bit more of uh, Cult of the Lamb because I never finished it. Uh, and I'm I'm now uh, at a point where like half of the game is not really a game anymore. Uh, so if if you're unfamiliar, Cult of the Lamb, the idea is one half is basically Binding of Isaac. Uh, and the other half is like a, a town simulator thing. Like Harvest Moon or something, right? Kind of similar. The a most very... twisted version of Harvest Moon. Yeah, and it's it's very loose. Like it's um like like you you have townspeople, they go around and they they do your menial tasks for you. And you just have to make sure everyone stays happy. Uh or you use the mushroom ability and brainwash all of them to be happy. Oh, okay, um, that's what I would do. Yeah, so like there there is there there's that whole side of the game and I've essentially finished it. Uh, all I have left now is doing all the Binding of Isaac stuff. And the unfortunate thing that I'm kind of running into is that there's not enough depth to the Binding of Isaac side of things to keep me interested, which is unfortunate. Just beat it. Yeah, like, I'm trying to power through it because I am interested to see, like, where the storyline goes a little bit. And I I do want to know if, like, it's going to open up in any real way past this point, but I just, I don't really see that happening. Um, not until some new content comes out for it. Uh, and whether that be paid DLC or whatever, I don't care. Uh, but I have also been, uh, so I'm terrible at fighting games, but I like them. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I wanted to try out dreamcast emulation on my steam deck because I haven't really done that yet uh so i put dead or alive 2 on there and uh i am remembering that oh yeah i actually like dead or alive's fighting system a lot i i specifically like dead or alive 2 and 3 those are really good i like uh extreme beach volleyball that That, one's also good uh, yeah yeah uh, i know several people that are pretty big fans of extreme beach volleyball uh so I also put Dead or Alive 6 on my Steam Deck, and that was the first game that has ever crashed my entire Steam Deck. Uh-oh. Oh, wow. Uh, it straight up, like, I was in the middle of a match, and then suddenly it started doing, like, the classic blue screen, like, where it plays the same sound clip over and over again, and it's just frozen. Oh. Uh... And then it it sat like that for a good minute, I think. And I uh, I tried hitting the volume buttons because I wanted to see if like any aspect of the OS was still responsive because I couldn't hit the Steam button. So like that part was dead. But as soon as I hit one of the volume buttons, the whole thing restarted. Interesting. So so it, yeah, it, it, it did sounds not like do a well. little. Yeah, it sounds no. like the OS had a little bit of a fucky wucky. Yeah, but otherwise it was running fine once I dropped the resolution down to 720p. Like, it was a solid 60 FPS, so what was I don't know at? what happened there. What? what? Was it at the normal 800p or whatever they have it at? Or It it started out at uh, 1920 by 1080. Oh, oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, and we'll Which... talk, we have more to talk about with the Steam Deck, so uh, later in the podcast so don't if you're going to talk about any of the updates or anything let's talk about that during the story i don't even know what you're talking about so okay okay uh but it it is weird that 
it is uh, Dead or Alive Six is like Steam Deck verified, uh, but it, like out of the box runs at a subpar frame rate. Uh, and since the game is designed the way that it is to like make online fair, it actually runs in slow motion uh, if you're not running at 60 FPS. So it's very awkward getting through the initial tutorial so that I could get to the options menu and drop the resolution in half. But... I, I hate games that you have to get, get into the game before you can actually set the settings up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because particularly in in that case, like I was having trouble getting through the tutorial because I couldn't press buttons too quickly or it wouldn't register. Like, I kind of like the way that uh, like Fallout does it, right? Fallout, yeah, uh, four or whatever, where or and like New all Vegas, the Fallout, all yeah. the Bethesda Fallouts, anyways. Yeah, where you start it up and it like brings up another launcher that lets you set the settings and then you say play game. Or I like the way that just. Is just have a 2D title screen, yeah, you know, yeah, something like, like that's that. not that's not a new idea. No, fucking take five seconds in your goddamn Unity game and put that in there, indeed. Uh, did you play it's not Unity, but did you play anything else? You said you had the Dreamcast emulator, did you get uh, what was it, uh, Power Stone? No, oh, okay, Power Stone's so good. I, I did want to ask you before you moved on, just like how well Dreamcast emulation in general ran on the Steam Deck. I'm oh, not sure if Dead of the Live 6 was a Steam game or not. I assumed it was Steam. Uh, 6 was, was a Steam game, yeah. but uh, no, DOA 2 worked perfectly fine. Uh, Crazy Taxi worked perfectly fine. Hell yeah. Um, so I, I, I had run yeah, yeah, Dreamcast yeah, yeah, games. Yeah. I see what you did yes. there. <laughs> I, I had run uh, Dreamcast games on my Switch uh, pretty well like with minute frame drops every mm -hmm. once in a while. Um, and it uses the same, it's RetroArch uh, is what it defaults to uh, when using whatever, I think it's, like it's Retro Deck, it might be, or no, it's, e it's Emu, Emu Deck. Deck. Yeah, that's the one I have is Emu Deck. I, I'm sure there's yeah, that, a couple of them. Retro, but... Retro Deck is another one, but no, I've, I've been using Emu Deck. And that's that's the one that I, that, that it, it defaults to RetroArch and it's it's run perfectly fine through uh, ah. like Flycast is the core. There mm -hmm. is another Dreamcast emulator that I've used on PC called Redream that should run on the deck, but installing anything that isn't in the KDE Discovery store thing that installs as a flat pack is kind of a nuisance and I haven't wanted to dig into doing that. It's not so. too bad, but yes, it is annoying. You basically just get the installer and, like, you have to run it from within Steam. Like, you have to add the EXE or whatever as... Oh, no, 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 that's not what I mean. I oh, mean, okay. so it's available as a Linux binary. Uh, the problem is to do anything that isn't a flat pack on the deck, you need to enable root access. So mm. you have to go through this procedure of generating a root password so that you can use the root account. And then uh, that also makes it to where you're not using a, a technically read-only file system. That makes sense. Uh, uh, so gonna, it, it, yeah. I'm going to ask Dangerous. you one last, one last thing. Any other games to talk about? Um, 
How was World of Warcraft? Um, finally done with it for another month. So until, yeah. the, until the dragon one comes out. Yeah. So we, uh, yeah, we we finished Keystone Master. I think it is uh, for this season, which basically means you you get. I think it's two thousand mythic plus season points. Yeah. Uh, and then you get a you get a cool mount. Hooray. Oh, good. I um, yeah. I haven't played World of Warcraft in when did World of Warcraft launch? Two thousand seven. Uh, I haven't played it since two thousand seven because I my friend's <laughs> like, Hey, you wanna play? And I was like, Yeah, sure. And so I started up a tune on his account and uh played that until like level seventeen and then that was it as much as i played a world of warcraft but, it, it, to, to be fair to be fair a lot of my most memorable warcraft memories were like high level rating so yeah I, I don't think you got really the taste of why people get hooked on this game or at least Pro- why they did back in the day probably not and also i was still like i was subbed to final fantasy 11 at the time so i wasn't really looking to get another subscription with my minimum wage he already job. had one second job yeah actually uh, I would I would argue that Final Fantasy XI uh, was probably a more full-time job than World of Warcraft. Nathan's always like, that. I don't have an addictive personality, and yet he's still addicted to Final Fantasy XI. No, 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 no. I, I totally have, a, have an addictive personality. That's, <laughs> that's my problem, is I, I do get addicted to things uh, pretty easily. Like Final Fantasy XI. <laughs> like Final and Fantasy cocaine. XI. And 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 cocaine, that severe cocaine addiction I have. Anyway, uh, we're gonna move on. We're gonna ask Connor, what games did you play this week? Uh, one quick honorable mention, just because I always talk about it. I played some Space Station Thirteen, and all what? month they are going to be doing some spooky shenanigans. They they set up a fifth server, which is specifically like what they do when they have gimmick rounds. So one of the ones I want to talk about is we got sent in specifically as a cleanup crew. Our the mission briefing was like, hey. Uh, the station hasn't reported in. We fear the worst. Fix it up. Get it making money, and we'll send you a ship after it's done. We got there. Like, there was silver hole breaches. There was no oxygen anywhere. We fixed it up, and then we discovered it was haunted. Uh, anybody who had passed away, like, as a character instead of clone, uh, like, coming back as a clone, instead came back as a ghost and became a part of the problem. Space Station 13 is interesting in that it's not balanced for, like, a zombie-style gameplay. And when there are that, like, you know, 60 plus antagonists against 10 or less survivors, things get nuts. But it was so fun. And uh, as always, I recommend anybody try this game out if they have the patience to to learn a a complex system. And then uh, we'll talk about the Steam Deck. Uh, Nothing about the, the most late updates, of course. I finished Sleeping Dogs. And boy, let me tell you, Sleeping Dogs is eventually a game that is just the same mission over and over. It is. I still like the game. I think that it was... Still like the game. Yeah. The Definitive Edition added cool stuff, like that smart car with the, the two turrets makes the game just embarrassingly easy. But uh, now that I'm done with that, I'm playing Disco Elysium, and I have a weird feeling this game is going to make me feel things. Oh, yeah. Oh, that does that, yeah. I, I haven't played it at all, but yeah, it, it definitely makes you feel things. I'm not done with the first day yet, and I'm kind of intentionally taking things real slow. Uh, my, my partner doesn't know whether or not I have, like, 
ultra depression right now. I think he just thinks I'm incompetent. And in a, a story game like this, normally you get a whole bunch of text options and you read them all. And I, I, I'm not sure if that's supposed to be the case, but I definitely feel like there's things I just don't want to say to certain people. So I don't. I think and that's correct. So, I think that's so far it's been pretty rewarding. Correct. Yeah. Yes. It very much it, it very much rewards role playing your yeah. character. So that was I one mean, thing I... that that was one thing I liked and did not like about the original Divinity Original Sin, the first one, um, is when you were playing single player, you would have to role play like different characters would have different options of what to say. Oh. Yeah, and, like the conflict. Yeah, yeah, and if you're doing it single player, then you're just fighting against yourself. Um, Sometimes, yeah. yeah. And and I, I think it would have like been being, better. Like being your own DM. Yeah, I think yeah. it would have been better to play it with, with another person, but I didn't have anybody to play it with, Connor. So uh, The time difference. It's that time difference. But did you play anything other than... Uh, what was it? Uh, Sleeping Dogs, Disco Elysium, Disco Elysium, Sleeping Dogs, Space and Station. Basement Stations 13s. Uh, I've done a whole bunch of painting, and you could always go on our Discord and look at my art palace to see the things that I paint. Uh, I've been doing a whole bunch of editing. The next episode that we need to, well, that I need to do by next week is an hour and 48 minutes long, so I have a lot of work to do this next week. Damn. All and right. I've also played Being on Call this week, so like all things considered, I've been busy as hell, and I've still gotten my video gaming in. Feels good, indeed. And we're gonna move on to me. Uh, I actually do not have an addictive personality, so I started playing Final Fantasy fourteen again. Uh huh. I played that a little bit. I was playing my Lala Fell Samurai and just trying to get through some of the main story quest. Why are you laughing? Because you said the words Lollafell Samurai? You're playing a Lollafell, you fucking dweeb. I will, in, in Final Fantasy 11 and 14, I will only play as either the Galkas, which are the Roadins in Final Fantasy 14, or the Tarutarus, which are the Lollafells in Final Fantasy 14. So I will only play as either the giant characters or the really small characters. No, Be a no. Cat girl, like a real man. I will not play as a cat girl. I will not play as um, an elf or a human. I refuse to play humans in any fantasy game. Uh, That's I, fair. I just, I just can't do it. Um, I, I mostly get that. It's a time and a place. Yeah, and in Final Fantasy Eleven, you couldn't even play as a male cat girl. You like, can't play as a you can't play as a male rabbit girl right now. I don't think. Yeah, but when they when Final Fantasy fourteen came out, you could play as a they're called Makote Makote, I think yeah. in fourteen, and yeah. uh, they have a male and and female version. But in Final Fantasy eleven, they uh, use them for breeding. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> that's what the the mantras were. Uh, so all of the guys were kind of like hidden away and only used for breeding in storyline. And so there's like, there's a cutscene when you go to the past and there's a single like freed mantra and that's it. It's a, it's an awkward game. And then uh, I went back in time and I played some final fantasy 12 and that game 
is is okay. I I have gotten to the point where it's kind of playing itself a lot of the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh but that's you know, it's all right. I need to take a couple hours and set up a, a gambit spree so that I can just grind up all the license points I need for the rest of my life. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll be doing that eventually. That um, is a great game to stream because you could just like hold forward for 45 minutes and say whatever the fuck you want to say. Yeah, that is that is a nice thing because you can kind of talk. But then like you'll go and they'll be like, and this is a 20-minute cutscene. And you're like, all yeah. right. A lot of those. Yeah. A lot of those. Uh, and then on Friday, my friend and I decided to play some Overwatch 2, which I have I mentioned. Mm. <laughs> have I mentioned that I hate battle passes? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Also, you don't have all the characters unlocked when you start the game. No, Unless you, you, you pay, pay for the battle those. pass. Right. Uh, yeah. And then otherwise, you it's have the to. the League of Legends model. Uh, well, okay. So. You can earn, it's different than the League of Legends model in so far as the number of games you play will unlock certain characters. So, like, if you play one game, it'll unlock one character, and then all the way up to 150 games, you will unlock the final character to unlock. Um, now, is that is that every character in the roster, or is that just, like, the original set? I believe that is every character in the roster. Okay, so you, I, you you do I unlock only your had really I had only really heard about how uh like none of the original characters were unlocked even by default. Yeah, that's true. So like, I play Roadhog a lot as and and I think when I played uh that I was fairly good with Roadhog. However, uh, you have to play fifteen games to unlock Roadhog. See, that's some fucking horseshit too, because like. They replaced Overwatch with Overwatch 2. That's what I was saying uh, um, on, on, on Friday. I was like, here's the deal. I kind of, like, I kind of get it. If they came out with Overwatch 2 as free to play and you've never paid for the game, then let's use that system. But I've already paid for the game. I wonder Technically, you paid illegal. for it twice. I did pay for it uh, twice. It's probably not illegal. It's I mean, that's how I they get away with it. Don't know. Yeah, that's what they did with Warcraft Three. On <clears throat> unless is. you're, you know, you, you secretly have a cracked version of the old one on, well, uh, on your Surface tablet. Don't and, tell anyone like, that. I don't because like, can't you still? You can still play the original Warcraft Three, but it's uh -uh. it has to hook into the. The, the newer uh, Battle.net service or something like that? Unless you so, have like, a cracked version that completely bypasses Battle.net, I don't believe the original version, like the one that you could purchase off the Battle.net launcher, would even yeah. launch anymore. You had to buy the remastered edition. Yeah. I I thought that they, they like, forced, uh, they forced a patch on the original Warcraft 3 that required that you connect to the new Battle.net servers to be able to play the game period and uh it also that that was what like killed mod support and everything for it so now you're you're right you have to have a cracked version to play the game you know, that you actually bought yeah but uh I... otherwise you you can still play it it's just that you're basically playing the new game with no 
nice graphics. Yeah. And right. Like and yeah. So the so moving back to talking about Overwatch, uh the while I was playing, I was doing all right, I think. And the servers went down in the middle of a match. So that was fun. And I went on Twitter uh, while I was streaming. Thankfully, I had a friend to talk to. So we were just, they went down for like 40 minutes. And I just sat there and bullshit with my friend trying to get back into the game. And somebody on Twitter had mentioned, you know, I'm going to go stream Overwatch. And I was just like, nah, I can't do it, man. Servers just went down. And he's like, oh, fuck. He's like, oh, fuck, you're right. And so once the servers came back up, I replied to that guy. And I was like, hey, servers are back up. And uh, the guy ended up coming into my chat, following me. I ended up going into his chat later. And anytime you meet somebody or I meet somebody or go into somebody's chat, I'm always worried that they're going to be like an asshole. Uh, but I get in there, and he's like, fuck Ben Shapiro. And I was like, okay, good. I'm in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, I did what when the servers were up, I did have fun playing Overwatch 2, but I do think that they should have made it, like, if you had the first, if you bought the first game, you should at least have all the characters unlocked. At least yeah. all the original characters. I because wonder how many copies the them. original Overwatch sold. A lot, a lot, like I, like I, I get why they did it. I don't support it. I think it's a really awful thing to do to your customer base. But I get it. I get it, but that doesn't mean I have to like it. But I will probably still play Overwatch two every once in a while with some friends, uh, because there's not. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's still a fundamentally a good game. I just as of 2017, Overwatch had 35 million active players. That means 35 million people bought the game. Who knows how for how much, but they bought the game. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Anyway, uh, we're going to move on, and we're going to kind of rearrange the order of the stories here. I want to talk about the Steam Deck story first, because that's kind of the smallest one, is they are coming. Well, first off, uh, you can actually purchase the Steam Deck now which out, yeah. without yeah. having to do reservations. I have already recommended people who expressed even the slightest bit of interest to it to just make the dive and pick up the at least the middle tier one. Yeah, that's what I got. And it's good. I wish I would have gotten the highest end, but that's nah. just that's just because I wanted it and Ash got it instead of me, which is well, upsetting. The high end ones have like screens that bubble up or something, don't they? Uh, they do, unless you uh, and I don't know if anything's been done about that since the launch. Uh, of them i don't think so but i didn't have any problems with it uh because it possibly because i used a uv lamp to make sure that the adhesive was cured oh interesting okay yeah uh but yeah so you can buy a steam deck now you can just you can just go and and order one and then have it delivered in like two or what was it a month and a half like connor and uh, then also they have announced that they are selling their Steam Deck dock for what is it eighty dollars? Is it ninety dollars? Ninety dollars. A, a little steep, isn't it? That's a little well, much. That's a that's a bit much. I have seen other docks that are about the same price, so it's yeah, I've not. Also seen docks that are half the price and they're the same form factor. That's true. 
Uh, I mean, the doc, I'm sure it's nice, but there's no real reason, especially if you're like myself or, or Connor, you know, where we have random docking stations or USB-C to HDMI just laying around. And uh, it comes with, what is it? It's, uh, let me get here. The dock itself supports three USB type A 3.1 Gen 1. I hate USB naming <laughs> conventions. Five gigabits per second ports, a single display port 1.4 connector, a single HDMI 2.0 port, uh, and it has gigabit Ethernet. Uh, the dock also holds the Steam Deck upright uh, with a groove in the front that the console can slot into. And also it has, uh, for the USB-C port, it's a right-angle connector, which is nice. It also that is nice. It also comes with another power cable, which... Oh, that's great. Uh, that's nice. Yeah. I nice don't I think you can actually buy just the power cable right now. So, oh, I have, I got a really good deal um, where I have a, just a wall adapter that has a USB C port that can supply uh, up to 45 watts. And then the USB A port can supply 18 watts. So I can charge my Steam Deck and my phone at the same time off that plug. Which is really nice for laying in bed. Um, but anyway, it's uh, it's. I'm not gonna buy it. I'm not gonna buy this dock. But I I wouldn't shame anyone if they did buy the dock. Like I'm sure it'll work really well. Uh, I do think that it should have been released when the Steam Deck released. Well, they but they did give a good reason for why they weren't doing that, and that was just that they could essentially have the same factory doing both. Or have that factory doing just Steam Decks at twice the speed. Interesting. Interesting. So one of the other things that came out. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about was with this Steam Deck launch, they have updated the Steam Deck to be better in docked mode. Where you can actually well, choose your resolution in Hertz. Yeah. Within, within the Steam gaming mode which was one of my biggest complaints because one of the docks I have would only support up to 4K 30 frames a second or 30 hertz. And when you were in docked mode with gaming mode on, it would always run at 4K 30 hertz. And um, you couldn't, I was like, oh, well then I'll just, uh, it would be stupid if they didn't allow you to change the resolution within gaming mode. And they wouldn't let you change the resolution within gaming mode while you were docked. And so now I'll be able to hook it up to my TV in my bedroom and play Final Fantasy twelve at the 480p like it was meant to be. Right? <laughs> right, everybody? <laughs> that's a, that's such a. Man, this, this this Nathan guy is such a such a funny funny guy. So anyway, I am uh, I am that is one of the biggest things that I had a problem with actually with the the Steam Deck was when it was in docked mode it would run like crap basically for me because uh, even just trying to run the Steam Deck at a normal 4K isn't going to go well, and then limiting it to 24 or 30 hertz is also very bad. So that's one of the... Just play it in handheld mode only, like me, and just let your hands go numb. I, like I actually do want to say, I, I think I injured my arm playing Steam Deck embedded a funky ankle. Like, you guys know what an arm bar is? Like, yes, where, I do. Where, 
Yeah, I, so. I think I armbarred myself by playing my Steam Deck, which is embarrassing. Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. Uh, but yeah, what I will do is I will hook it up to my TV and then use my Xbox controller to play video games on my 4K TV. It'll be nice. And Man, I've like been playing a- Game Boy in bed with, like since I was a kid. Don't take that away from me. Oh, man. I I was so jealous of my friend who had a Super Nintendo and had the Super Game Boy when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was awesome. Yeah. I, 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 made a, I made mistakes when I was a kid. So, well, actually, my parents made the mistake. They got me a Genesis instead of a Super Nintendo. Uh, which I had both. I, you're, you're spoiled. You're a spoiled brat is what you uh, are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, now, don't get me wrong. The Genesis is a great console and has some great games, but there are a lot of games for the Super Nintendo that were just fantastic that I wish I could have well, played when I was a kid. Makes you feel any better. I only had like five games for my SNES. Good. That does make me feel better. Uh, We're going to move on. We're going to talk about our next story, which is the PlayStation 5 has been jailbroken, kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Um, from what I understand, you can like put games, so you, they've jailbroke it so you can like put games onto the system, but the jailbreak doesn't actually have the execute command available to it. So you can't actually play the games after you put them on. Uh, the wonders of Unix file system permissions. Yeah. Uh, it was designed for systems running firmware 4.03 from October 21st, although... I'm sorry, October 21st, October 2021, although it might also work on older versions, even if you have the right firmware stability and reliability are spotty at best. Um, It says here from TechSpot, the jailbreak allows users to access a debug menu in the PS5 dashboard and install PKG files for PS4 and PS5 games. In its current state, the jailbreak can install backups but not actually run said games. This allowed uh, fellow Twitter user Lance McDonald to install but not run PT, the interactive teaser for Konami's canceled Silent Hill. Is it Silent Hill or Silent Hills horror game? Well, it was. It, it is in the Silent Hill franchise. I think okay. is is what they meant by that wording. But yeah, because I thought yeah, it, was it was going to be titled Silent Hills. Okay, so it is. Uh, it's neat that they are making progress on. On, on hacking the PS5, because while I don't generally like hacking current consoles, uh, just because I don't want, you know, them to release a patch and then my my console gets jail, or uh, gets actually broken instead of just jailbroken. Well, that's uh, why you don't update it, you dingus. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I I do really like to see people that are able to just be like, hey, you're able to do whatever you want with your console that you own. Uh, which, you know, Sony has a history of limiting what you can do. Even so far to the point, like over a decade ago, they had to pay out money for a class action lawsuit because they took away the ability to install Linux. So yeah. uh, what do you guys think? Are, you, are either of you going to buy a PS5 to, to mod it? Even if I could buy a PS5, I wouldn't buy a PS5. Why not? Yeah, basically. Because I don't want to play PS4 games. <laughs> there are some really good and, PS4 games on the PS5. 
There yeah. certainly are some PS4 games on the PS5. I agree with that part. Yeah. And they're also uh, all coming to PC anyway, so, like, I don't give a fuck. I know. I This might be the last console generation I buy uh, just because of all the games that are coming to PC from both the Xbox and PS4 uh, and 5 coming over to the PC. I just... It- why at that point would you buy a console? And that's how they're making their money, right? Like they're not making money selling the consoles. They're making money at selling the product software. Yeah. Which is possibly why Sony even is doing that, you know, like, because it's still so hard to buy a PS five. I wonder if they're struggling to meet sales goals on even like their, their first slash second party games. And so they're like, fuck it, put them on PC. At least we can get, a cut from steam there's probably a pretty big slice of truth to that i mean why else do you think that they put days gone as one of the first games on the (laughs) on the pc they're like we did not make enough money on this game and like they're they're not doing like day one releases either it's it's like stuff that came out on ps5 like a year ago or the the stuff that has been out on ps4 for for years like god of war and and all that they're not putting they're not putting Ragnarok on PC, right? I think like, they have announced that they are going to be putting more. They're going to be putting them, putting them in at a shorter time frame. If not, that they're going to put them right away. So God of War, Ragnarok, PC. It hasn't. It hasn't been confirmed, but there is. Uh, there is possible evidence. Okay, so um, I, I would imagine it's one of those. It'll be exclusive to PS5 for six, like a year, six, six, six months, months to a year. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it's it's been a long time coming because with with the way that this console, well, the last console generation and this one, uh, the way that they've gone, like games are just made for standard x86 architectures running AMD Ryzen processors and AMD GPUs or in Nintendo's case, an NVIDIA GPU. So like, yeah, it's pretty much trivial to port your games over anymore. Well, and, and then like even Nintendo is using a standard architecture now with, with using ARM SOCs on the switch. Like yeah. every, everyone's kind of designing their engines slash games to be able to scale down to the switch anyway. And if you have your shit made to scale in the first place, then you can always scale it up to to what PC is capable of. So like everybody kind of wins with the way things are right now. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward because the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, mainly the PS5, the Xbox Series X, like all of the games are coming to PC. There are still some games for the PS4 and 5 that haven't transferred over, like Ratchet and Clank. Um, yeah, that I I would like to see a PS5 emulator, which they are working on, and see if it if it can run well, because that that's would be really be nice. A, that's a really curious proposition too, because like there's not so much like you're not having to translate really like machine level calls or anything with that. It's just the OS level syscalls. Yeah, and it's and you're not... translating them from like BSD over to to Windows or whatever. Right. Like it's not like um like the N64 
is yeah. such a well, weird architecture. Even the P like the PS3, like because oh, because yeah. that was the last the last generation of like company just makes their own fucking architecture from the ground up. Like it's this bizarre power PC thing that is totally proprietary in every way. Like, and, and we have a really decent emulator for that now. We and mm-hmm. and like you can the, run it the, on the Steam Deck. You can. It runs fantastically, actually. Uh, but like the, the you have the uh, Xbox 360 emulator. It's not as good as the PS3 one, but I would argue that's because people aren't working on it as hard because there just aren't as many exclusives to 360 that people give a shit about. Yeah. Uh, kind of similar to the original Xbox emulator, how that just doesn't work very well. I think I think it's that. gotten better in the last year or two. It uh, has. It has it has improved substantially. I actually played Breakdown on that on Zemu uh, a few weeks ago and it was surprisingly good. A little bit of of weird shader order uh problems, but I, other than I that, forget if it was the P or Xbox or the Xbox 360 emulator, but I played the GoldenEye release. That would have been that, the 360 one. Yeah, because they they have a a leaked version of the 360 port of GoldenEye that's like 95% complete. Uh yeah. and I played that and I thought that was pretty pretty neat that's... that I could run that on there. Is that Xenia? I is I believe it is Xenia. Yeah. But uh yeah, so PS PS5 has been jailbroken ish. I'm sure they're working on more ways to maybe get a get a run script in there that'd be pretty sweet and uh then they'll be able to like play ps4 and ps5 games on there and of course we have some ps there are some ps5 and i don't know about xbox series x but there are definitely some ps5 emulators that are in the works right now and they are in very early development i i wonder if I guess it depends on what level of access they have, because if it's only like user land level, then it it probably doesn't matter. And I, I think I remember reading that because I, I I never actually read the articles. Um, my but my Neither understanding was <laughs> my understanding was that this is that you're basically limited to a user and not kernel level access. And kernel level access is what the what many would refer to as a a true jailbreak. Because yeah. at that point, you have root level access to modify any files on the system. And that's probably what's keeping this from doing anything really cool. Because uh, I would assume that the user account doesn't have the ability to write to... Uh, I don't I don't know what BSD uses. It's probably something like init D or whatever. So and uh, I you know, one of the reasons why the Xbox Series X might not have more of an emulation scene is because they allow you to get into the dev menu. You just had to pay yeah, twenty bucks. That's a fair yeah. But and, like uh, the I I I bet that if they could get full read write access for the whole system they could write to the init script, which is like in in Linux slash Unix terms, you, you have this essentially the equivalent of an autoexec.bat file from like the DOS days that runs every time the system boots uh, and also just the whole time that the system is running that kind of keeps track of background tasks. 
and and services and whatnot. It's it's SVC host on modern Windows systems. Yeah. Um, but I would imagine that if they can get full read write access, then they can modify something in there to sort of act as a as a chain exploit. But probably if if that were possible, they would have already done it. So well, or they haven't figured it out yet. There's just no way these people are so million mile miles smarter than me. Yeah, like, they're they... way way smarter than either of us. Anyway, <laughs> we're gonna move on. We're gonna talk about this next story. It's very short. It's an update from last week. Uh, hey, Dish got Disney back. Wow, it's like this happens every year or something. Yep, yep. Uh, it's, it's, a... it's not really every year, but like every... I remember, I remember going to Texas Roadhouse a few years ago and. And they had like a banner flying across the screen that was like, hey, uh, make sure you tell uh, ESPN to stop being assholes and making us pay too much for their their stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Petty. I, well, and I think that if it's a commercial thing like that, where you're at, you know, a bar or whatever, and you have TV like that, it actually costs more money than just nor- us buying cable. Uh, oh no! I mean, this was this was on this was like Directv. Oh, superimposed this bar on top of the screen that was saying, to, "They're gonna, we're gonna, it's gonna be removed from Directv unless unless you guys, the viewers, write to write to ESPN and tell them to not take their service away from Directv." Interesting. Uh, yeah. That's that's really strange. But yes, it says here from The Verge, our favorite site to read from dish and or it says dish and disney have reached a handshake deal to immediately bring disney's collection of cable networks back to dish satellite and sling tv customers uh the two companies confirmed the agreement late on sunday night and it says we are pleased to restore our portfolio of networks on a temporary basis while both parties work to finalize a new deal disney said in a statement Dish and Sling TV subscribers have now regained access to ESPN and its related networks, along with other channels. Uh, we already listed them all last week. But more importantly, everybody can watch Monday Night Football. Right? Yay. Everybody everybody likes watching... Fo- I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I never I watch Disney stuff except for... I don't old, have TV. Except for goofy movie stuff. Anyway, no one over the age of 30 pays for television. I know, right? Like, we all just... Like, I keep... I've mentioned it before. I keep getting letters from my internet service provider that's like, hey, if you bundle, then you'll actually... And then you'll (laughs) actually save money if you bundle and get TV and internet. And I'm just like... I've literally messaged them and been like, stop sending me these unless you're going to increase my upload speed. I will pay... (laughs) I will buy the stupid TV service... If you give me one gig and one gig down and one gig up, and they're like, "No, that's not available in your area," I was like, "Okay, then stop talking to me." Man, <laughs> useless. There was a there was a sales guy at Walmart back whenever I still went to Walmart for Directv, and he was like, "Hey, what what shows do you watch?" I was like, "I I don't." Like, well, <laughs> I mean, you gotta watch you gotta watch something, don't you? I was like, "Well, if I do, I just I just pirate it." All right, have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there for a while when they're trying to still keep Blockbuster open, I think they had a deal with, I think DirecTV bought Blockbuster or was it Dish? 
I think it was uh, DirecTV. No, yeah, it definitely wasn't Dish because Dish was with Radio Shack. I remember okay. because that was the one thing that no one ever sold. <laughs> well, and and my our friend Durga uh, was transferred from being the normal, you know, blockbuster. Hey, can I get your movies rented? To you have to try to be the direct TV sales representative. <laughs> and he was like, it sucked. <laughs> and then of course they. Then all the blockbusters shut down, except for the yeah. one that's like thirty miles from me. And the like, the thing that really sucks being a being a salesperson for TV is whenever you're a salesperson for satellite TV, yeah. because even though it's supposedly gotten way better over the years, I'd imagine even back in the blockbuster days, like it had it had a hardcore reputation for being terrible compared to cable, because like oh it's cloudy, no service for you today. Like, yeah, I, he, I do remember those days. I had an awkward friend in high school, and this might be sharing too much information. Um, no but one he was to this anyway. Yeah, he was like, "Hey, so we got satellite TV now, and we have the Playboy Channel. If you want to come over and watch it." And I was like, "Nah, I'm good, man. <laughs> Thanks, but I'm all right. Not watching the Playboy Channel with you, okay?" So yeah, uh, there there were some benefits to satellite TV, but also like over here, I don't know if it's the same where you're at, and then we'll move on to the next story. But I do just have a question about it. Um, when the people that I did know that had satellite TV, they all ran off the Eastern Time, so shows would air earlier over here than they normally would if you were on cable. Did you guys have that like experience, or do you, do you not know anything about that? No, I like they would broadcast things and be like, "Here's the normal time zone, and here's your time zone." And well, that's with like, cable, I, I, but I, no, but that I'm... was with Directv. Yeah, oh, okay. I, I think I I seem to recall because we had Dish Network when I was growing up, uh, pretty much the whole time, and I remember still needing to remember that. Uh, whenever they said Eastern, that it, that meant an hour before for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, so. yeah, because, like, I remember certain things. Uh, they're just like, oh, yeah, we, we, our satellite is on Eastern time, so everything's earlier for us. So, like, I watch professional wrestling, so instead of it airing at, like, 8 p.m., it was airing at, like, 5. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> like, that okay. was, like... Maybe your particular or their particular satellite technician was like, "Hey, you want to see something cool? Yeah. If I if I calibrate it for this satellite, you get your shows two hours earlier. Maybe I I have no idea. I don't. But I don't know. I don't think that's how time works. I don't I, think that is either. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I, <laughs> now that you're saying the words out loud, yeah. Hey kid, want to time travel? <laughs> like, I think that the shows just actually start two hours earlier for you because you're in a time zone from two hours before. They're coming yeah, like... from the same tower, the same yeah. broadcast. So, well, okay, just so you know, it's three hours. So Eastern time is three well, yeah, hours. Yeah, ahead. Eastern yeah. Eastern three for you. Yeah, yeah. But we're gonna move sorry, on. It's, it, I'm in the I'm in the real time zone. So. I'm sorry, I'm in the right. proper time zone. It's proper. I'm in the correct time? standard time zone. CST. But by the way, uh, why haven't we ratified that bill to stop daylight savings time or or we always should, daylight savings time? We should do why? that. 
we should slowly convert to a UTC because if we're going to be a globalized world, we should act like it. The, yeah. Okay, just so you know, the House passed it. The House passed the bill to make it always daylight savings time. They just need the Senate to vote on it. Yeah, the Senate has more important things Fuck. to talk about. Just just spend the 15 minutes to be like, hey, everybody no. want this? Say yes. No. Okay, cool. No. And then, of course, the Republicans will vote against it because they always suck. Anyway, we're going to move on, and we're going to talk about our last thing, which I don't really care about, but we have to. It's, we always do the Apple ones. We have to do this one, too. Uh, the, the Google announced a new stuff at their Pixel event. And I'm, it's nothing I'm going to buy, but it looks, you know, all the stuff looks fine. They, they're coming out with uh, a new phone, the Pixel 7. Hey, did, you know, did you know yep. that uh, the Pixel 3 on up all have uh, car crash detection that, really? that Apple just touted? Yeah. Interesting. I did it's not know in that. The, it's, in like, it's in the safety app that I guess is like part of the Pixel package. Yeah, I have that. Yeah. And you, yeah, you just you turn that on, and then if you're in a car crash, it'll call nine one one for you, just like the Apple thing that they just they just acted like they came up with. Oh, I didn't lovely. know that either until until now. Yeah. So, uh, they're they're coming out with the Pixel Seven and the Pixel Seven Pro. The Pixel Seven, uh, it's, it's too goddamn big. It's six point three inches diagonal. Uh, has yeah, it's an too OLED, goddamn big. Has an OLED display with a ninety hertz refresh rate. It also has yeah, that's a great. 4,355. I don't have gorilla hands. Why not? You, 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 gorilla hands are great, dude. I love them. I could hold my <laughs> Surface Duo in one hand. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's got a 4,355 milliamp hour battery and eight gigs of RAM. Um, and that's that's all right. And there's also the Pixel Pro 7. Why does it Pixel only have eight gigs Pro. of RAM? I don't know. Oh, it's because they wanted to put... I'll tell you why. Uh, the Pixel 7 Pro is bigger. It's 6.7 inches, which, of course, makes a row happy. It has... <laughs> it has 120 hertz refresh rate as opposed to 90 hertz refresh rate. Uh, has an extra camera sensor, uh, which we'll... They'll tell, talk about it in another slide. It has 5,000 milliamp hour battery, so about 700 milliamp hours more, and 12 gigs of RAM. They had to put the 12 gigs in the Pro version. That's why. So, yeah, that's and, why. And that's, so I w that's what I was going to say, though, is like, I feel like either the Pixel 6 or maybe the 5 had, like, part of the gimmick was that the Pro was just bigger and everything else about the specs was exactly the same. So like, what? Why they? Why they change it? Is it just because they want to sell more pros? Is that it? That's because like probably it, it. It's not because there's not enough space. Because like it's all going in the same fucking SOC anyway. It's not like the RAM's separate on the board. Yeah, because I have a I have a Pixel Six and I have eight gigs of RAM. I, I I'm pretty sure that. It was either the five and the five pro or the six and the six pro. It was just what, how big do you want your screen to be? And like that was it. And I think, it, I think the, it also, um, I think, I think the maybe six... the pro had more cameras or had like, had like the, yeah, it had the zoom camera. Yeah, it had the, the like, telephoto uh, lens. Yeah, because that was, uh, when I, because every time these phones come out, I'm like, 
do I want to go back? And then I remember that I have an Apple card and that would be a huge pain in the ass. And I'm like, nah, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, but like whenever I was considering it, I was like, I should get the pro though. So I can get that telephoto lens because I'm still rocking a 10 R and I have one camera lens on the back of my phone, which is like an oddity nowadays. Yeah. So we're going to move on. We're going to continue on with this. Huh? I'm just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna point out or or mention here. Uh I don't care about these phones. That's okay. I've I've yeah, we that's what we do every time we have a phone event. We never yeah. care about the phones. I am waiting they... for them to announce the Pixel 7 Pro XL. Oh yeah. Which will be uh the size of an <laughs> iPad. <laughs> Honestly, so, like yeah. Um it says from this slide, the next slide. I don't know why I did why I got the one with slides, but that's what we're doing today. Uh, yeah, I was really confused because I was like, mm-hmm. "Man, this is just two paragraphs. That's <laughs> weird." I did not finish this story because yeah. uh, the UI is awful. Uh, so both devices come in a spatial green colorway, in addition to having your standard obsidian black and snow white options. Um, so yeah, yeah, the green lemon... one looks like shit. I like. Not, I think I would it's get like, the Obsidian Black if I were to get... Uh, I'm yeah. not going to get a Pixel 7. I'll wait until the 8 comes out. But, uh, yeah, it's... it's well, they, don't you want fine. the first Tensor 2 well, and here's the SOC thing. that has no real benefits over the old one? Uh, no, the only thing I would want is if they had a better camera, and they kind of do, but no. Uh, and also, if I were to get any of these fucking phones... fucking matter. If I were to get any of these phones, I would just get a case and put it over the color anyway so it doesn't matter uh we're gonna move on uh next one next slide talks about looks like the camera specs it says the pixel 7 camera uh is 50 megapixel sensor but the problem with the 50 megapixel sensor if it's the same as the 6 which also has a 50 megapixel pixel sensor is it downscales to 12 megapixels anyway well, it's like, uh, isn't it like, it like puts, super sampling? Yeah, it like, it, it like super samples to make it like it brings in more light and stuff, but you only get the 12 megapixel like resolution. It's weird. Which doesn't, again, doesn't really fucking matter. It doesn't. Um, and if you really care, you've got yourself the 120 megapixel ultra wide camera lens with 114 degrees field well, of view. We're, well, let's talk about that. It says, uh, it has an f uh, 1.85 aperture, which I actually think is pretty. None good. of us know what that means. Uh, it's how much big, light... big old camera lens. It's how much light can come <laughs> into the yeah, sensor, but it, like, basically. But like, how does that translate to picture good? Uh, it makes uh, it limiting so... light exposure. Well, does... no, I, but actually, I mean, it's the opposite. Like, what... Just just reading that, does that mean it's good? It is. It it does mean that the aperture is pretty good. Uh, what it means, from what I understand, is that the lower the aperture, uh, the better you are in low light situations. But then you also have AI on top of it that's going to make it substantially better anyway. Yeah. So it, the point I'm trying to make is I don't think any of this matters until you actually see photos that the thing takes. Indeed. Because and- like. Tech technically the iPhone cameras should be fucking fantastic. But like you compare an iPhone photo 
to a pixel photo and the pixel's going to win like almost every time because Google actually knows what the fuck they're doing when well, it comes to AI shit. A lot of people, well, actually a lot of people would, uh, would subjectively disagree with you. Uh, I've yeah, seen, that's because they're dumb. Yeah, and, and the reasoning <laughs> behind it is, the, first off, the iPhone I, does take good, know, good photos. The, the iPhone intentionally chooses a color palette that's more appealing to the eye versus the true-to-life representation that Google Photos do. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to move on. as a 1.85 aperture, 82-degree uh, field of view. The second camera is a 120-megapixel ultra-wide camera with 114-degree field of view. Uh, the camera features both optical and electronic image stabilization. Uh, and then the Pixel Pro... Pixel 7 Pro is nearly similar. It has the 50 uh, megapixel sensor, and then it also has a wider 125.8 degree field of view on the second camera. And the third, it, it includes a third camera, which is the big thing, which is a 48 megapixel telephoto camera with f2.5 aperture, but it has a five times optical zoom, which is nice if you're trying to zoom in on something. So... Uh, not a huge upgrade from the Pixel 6 set of cameras that are on both the, the Pixel 6 and the Pixel 6 Pro. Uh, we're going to move on. Next slide. Um, it has a cinematic mode. Let's you shoot a video with a deeper depth of field. Uh, so it's, it's not actually called cinematic mode. They're just comparing it to cinematic mode on recent iPhones. Yeah, but... You have a recent iPhone. No, have I don't. You... Oh, well, then we're going to move on. I was going to ask you if cinematic <laughs> mode worked well. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't think I can use it. Okay. Because Apple. They're going to have first-party cases. All right, here's Who the one cares? I wanted to bitch about. Here's the one I wanted to bitch about. Oh, yes, yeah, the, the watch that everyone was so hyped about. The Pixel, the Pixel watch. It looks, it looks nice. Shit. Like, it looks fine. I um, hate it. Do you? <laughs> why, why do you hate it? <laughs> this is round. I don't. I, I mean, it's yeah. all glass on the side, so it's going to get all scratched up. And I do think it is a little flat. I think it and looks fine. I think it looks nice. It, it just looks so boring and like, like I, I don't, I don't necessarily want my watch to just look like a fucking black circle, like. I, I I like the Samsung way of doing things, and even the LG watches, whenever those were still relevant, where like, like where they try to concave or whatever. It, where well, it's like a real watch, you know, mm. instead of just like a circular screen with glass all over it. Like, if, uh, I I kind of like the way that the the Apple Watch Ultra is a little more utilitarian looking, like. Instead yeah. of everything needing to be rounded corners, though, like, and and shiny, glassy shit, like, just take a fucking G-Shock and put a touchscreen in there, like, and I'd be I'd be more apt to enjoy that. I see. The thing is, I I think it looks fine. I have currently I have a Galaxy Watch, and I was thinking, you know, if if the Pixel Watch comes out and it looks fine, which it. Uh, to me, it looks fine. I would, I would wear one of those and, and look at my notifications on it and not do anything else on the watch. Uh, because that's, I'd never use my smartwatch. I know that Aroa loves his smartwatch, but I, I almost never do anything well, with it. See, that, that's the other part of it, though, right? 
is yeah. it like what the fuck can you do with it in Wear OS? Because exactly. no one develops for Wear OS. So hardly I, anyone develops for for Watch OS. Let me let me be let me be just just up front here. Like hardly is, anybody makes apps dedicated to smartwatches in general. What yeah. is the popular Watch OS? So back like I don't know, five years ago when I was remotely interested in this, Tizen seemed like it was the popular thing. And I believe Tizen died. Like Tizen hardcore is all died. but dead. Yeah. Google Google managed to blow Samsung enough to where Samsung decided to make their most recent watches watch OS three. And that's what this Pixel is running. Um but so I overwhelmingly Apple Watch leads in terms of popularity, mm-hmm. and therefore that's where people are making apps. And even then, I don't really, I don't know what the fuck, like, all the hype about this was going to be, because, like, there's still not much you can do with it. Yeah, I think it was that Google was making a watch. I think that was the hype. And they they were probably, you know, they're like, oh, no, we had somebody leak some information on it. Oh, shucks. It got leaked. Um, but... Yeah, just to try to build up that hype. So everybody knew that the watch was going to get announced. Uh, most people were just waiting for the price. And my my thought was, if it's under $200, I might at some point buy this. Um, it's $400. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, again. Why? Like, Fucking like how why? are you going to compete? with apple if you're not going to go on the price side of things whenever you're in a marketplace that is completely dominated by apple i mean like the, the, the thing is you can't use an apple watch with an you android can't use phone an apple watch on an android phone that that is true but i don't think anyone who actually gives it like if you're somebody who gives enough of a shit to spend four hundred dollars on a fucking smartwatch then you have an app, you, you have an iPhone. Yeah, you you probably would be willing to just switch to iPhone because like you're you're a watch aficionado or some shit, but you also want a smartwatch or something. Yeah. Like it, either either you're going to use an iPhone and have an Apple Watch or you're going to get Gennaro fucking China phone uh watch for $30 off of Amazon that'll still show you your notifications and even some, some of them even let you respond to texts and they're sub hundred dollars. Like they're not very good. I think I got especially my as fitness trackers. I but, got my galaxy watch for like 130 bucks. Yeah. When, when I was seriously considering switching uh, to Android again, that was the one that I was looking at. It, uh, I believe because it has all of the hardware sensors that my Apple watch does and it costs half as fucking much. And it has longer battery life. Because doesn't yeah. the Galaxy Watch last for can, like three days or some shit? I can go to... San- okay, yeah. The Pixel Watch, $400, way too expensive. I can go get a Galaxy Watch 5 for $114. Yeah. A Gal- like, the, it, it, I, actually, I'm considering even, right even now years getting the ago, Galaxy Watch 5. Even... even uh, like, uh, I say years ago. It was probably just a year ago. Like, yeah. it was... It was 220 250 maybe at mm-hmm. best buy like and it and it actually looks like a watch like instead of like some kind of weird fucking orb thing on your wrist and it, like i'm not i'm not a watch guy but i just don't like how this looks 
it just looks dumb to me yeah like i'm i'm seriously looking at because i i think i have a galaxy watch three um and i'm looking you can get the galaxy watch five for 100 it says 144.99 i think i saw it at 114 but it has 144.99 um or you can get the galaxy five galaxy watch five pro for $209, $210, um, which is half the price of the Pixel Watch. So they definitely should have gone with a sub $200 watch price point. And, and like this, this fucking article, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and criticize the Gizmodo because fuck them anyway. Yeah. Uh, this article is like, oh, the bezels on the, on the Pixel Watch is not so bad. It has... The it from the looks of it, if not the same bezel, then slightly larger bezels than my old ass Apple Watch Series Three, which, again, something that I've never gotten is the fascination with circular watches. Whenever it comes to a smartwatch, because you're you're just straight up sacrificing screen real estate for aesthetic appeal, and like, you could just have a square screen, and you get more out of that, and it's still a fucking watch like if you're if you're trying to design a smart product there's no reason to stick to the watch design paradigm especially if you're going to go ahead and then throw away everything else that makes watches look appealing like the the metal bezel and and anything remotely appealing about the design and then then they go on and, and show off that they have watch bands and it looks like they're using their own stupid proprietary watch band design, which means you're going to either have to pay for Google's way overpriced fucking first party watch bands or wait for some Chinese clones to show up on AliExpress and then Amazon later on that are you're going to have to hope don't give you some kind of disease whenever you wear them or hope that the uh the paint doesn't come off of the metal because it's not actually anodized aluminum or anything it's just fucking painted on steel yeah yeah and i yeah i think that i get really mad when we talk about consumer electronics on this thing yeah you do to be fair consumer electronics could be a lot better and should be a lot better so i yeah i think i might have lied I think I might just have the normal, the first Galaxy Watch, but did you know? Oh, the one that runs Tizen? I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to look up the serial number and, or model number and make, make sure which one I have. But uh, do, you, you, do you rotate the bezel? Yes. I'm pretty sure that means you have a Tizen one. Oh, okay. So I could trade in the normal Galaxy Watch uh, and get $75 in credit so that I could get I could get a Samsung Galaxy Watch 5 for 75 bucks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Like you can get the Samsung Galaxy Watch for way cheaper. Just that does kind of make me want to trade in my gear. You, yeah. you know my fucking uh my fucking Apple Watch 3 is worth like $30 or some shit if I trade it into Apple directly. Do you have the A gear? Sad, ain't it? Do you have the gear S3? Yes, yes I do. It's seventy five dollar credit. You could get the Galaxy Watch Five for uh seventy five bucks. I mean, that would actually be kind of well worth it. 
Yeah. yeah I, 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 I kind of have a hard time saying no to that, actually. I know, right? Yeah, yeah just go to Samsung. It's on I, Samsung.com. I imagine by that by this time, your battery life is, like, halved by now. And like... um, Yeah, it, it'll still last me, like, a day and a half. But, uh, like, I used to spend, like, two or three days. I would just, like, pass out with it on. And then, oh, oh it's got to charge. The fourth day, I would let it, like, charge overnight. Oh, it's full for another three and a half days. Anyway, uh, I'm lucky I think I just get, made like... Connor's Connor's day. <laughs> I'm lucky to get thinking 24 about hours after my out of my fucking watch battery. By the way, really, mine mine lasts me. So I have to charge it every Sunday and Thursday. Like I I'm charging it right now, and then I'll come back on Wednesday or Thursday, and then I'll charge it again. Like I'll I'll sometimes somehow manage to eke out just enough to like to to last until the next day but i've got to charge it like as soon as i get home from work or something like it'll it'll barely last 24 hours i'm sorry that that you should and get a new watch it's it, no that's the thing that's just apple watches that's like, true that's tr- you mentioned and, that before and may, maybe that has something to do with like because i i haven't had an android uh smartwatch since the sony smartwatch um, and that was like, that was Wear OS. That was, uh, back whatever still called Android Wear. Like, uh, so I, I don't know how much stuff has changed, but like, I think there's, I think Apple Watch supports like limited multitasking and, and just has more system level features than Android Wear does or, or Wear OS does. But I, and I think that Wear OS just kind of offloads a lot of that stuff to, the google assistant and it just has it, the google assistant is just better than siri in every way so maybe that has something to do with with why the battery life is so much better on every android smartwatch yeah i don't know yeah i don't know I, it's weird because i put in so i have it says galaxy watch 3 f09 and i put that in and it says i have a galaxy watch 3 but then i put in the model number uh and it says i have just a normal galaxy watch so I'm not sure. It sounds like they're just doing a promotion where if you have an old Samsung watch, they'll give you 75 bucks for it. Well, if you have the Galaxy Watch 3, it's $150 trading credit. Oh, so you just like essentially get a free watch? Basically, yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look into that after the podcast. But what we are going to do is we're going to move on. We're going to talk about something we don't care about, which is the new nest wi-fi pro that none of us will get oh yeah i forgot yeah because they got rid of the uh the mesh wi-fi thing and now they're just like here just all your wi-fi just comes out of this uh airport express yeah it looks like an egg like a shiny egg (laughs) it looks bad it I, i don't i don't know who google has hired to like do their their brand identity when it comes to their physical products but i don't agree with them on like anything yeah i don't either um they for some things like obviously i like google's phones right i i i think that their phones are fantastic for what they are um but like, like visually though like i don't know they just they just look like every phone on the market to me uh, other than the metal band on the back, I do like the metal band on the back. I think that looks cool, but otherwise yeah. they just 
they look they look like they're trying so hard to not look utilitarian that they end up coming around and looking as sterile and utilitarian as possible and it's kind of gross like yeah it it doesn't hit that same like i i'm somebody that likes old sony and like older apple where at the most you'd get like a rounded corner but everything else is flat edges for the most part and like i hate this like like you said egg kind of look and the color doesn't help at all with that either right yeah like it, it's not white it's like this gross off-white and i think part of it's the lighting but it still is just like it's gonna look off-white in most people's houses because most people have off-white lighting like they they use warm lighting it's gonna look like shit i have Make super light. bright <laughs> lighting I, I i use daylight lights in most of my house but almost everyone that i know of they they buy the like soft white because that's just that reminds them of incandescent bulbs and that's what everyone got used to. But yeah. I like I don't know how they they understood so well with like the Google Home uh and the uh even the the, the Google Home Mini too. Like the, those have interchangeable little color plate things. Like fucking make this thing out of mesh like with the home pod and or, or you know cover it in mesh and then just sell different colors of it how could it have been that big of a deal especially when i, I don't know how much this thing is but i'm sure it's like 250 300 for this shitty fucking router like yeah. shitty fucking two port router like one one ethernet for for connection and one ethernet i guess for like if you want to plug your or if you need to plug your laptop in to figure out why it's not giving off Wi-Fi. Yeah, I I I don't I'm not <laughs> I, I I don't know. I'm not interested in, in any of why this. did why did they get rid of the mesh network thing and replace it with this? I I think the mesh network know, thing was probably really good. Um I think it was a I good think, idea hold at on. least. Hold on, I'm gonna check uh We've got two more what slides is... to go through. Well, we got one more there's, slides to go through. They're nothing. They're nothing. It's uh, oh, there's a new doorbell. Look at that new Nest Ooh. doorbell. Hey, don't hey. buy Nest products. I, don't buy Nest products. I have a Nest doorbell. Thank you very much. Oh, good. I'm so glad you want Google to know everyone who's coming into your house. It like well, it was. It came with the house. When uh, I bought it, it was already plugged in, so I was like, eh. I think I'd, I think I'd still be replacing that motherfucker. Yeah, I'd rip that uh, shit out. I'm, uh, I'm not buying another door. I'm, what, what, else, what else am I going to use? Am I going to go to Ring and give Amazon all my stuff? Just go to the Home Depot and uh, buy a little electronic one. It'll I mean, be fine. Yeah, they have, they have many that don't connect to a cloud whatsoever. Uh, and I, uh, UFI is one that uh, I've, I've come to trust at least for now until well, it turns good. out that they have some kind of backdoor built into their encryption protocol. But, uh, anyway, I was going to say, um, the airport express second generation, a la t June, 2012, uh, from Apple had two fucking ports on it. Yeah. Okay. It's been, it's been 10 years since then. 
why why would you release another home router that only has two ports two ethernet ports why would you do that and that one that one had like a usb port for like if you needed to do some kind of shit i don't even know i think you could use it as like a uh you could probably use it as like a home server or something like a home nas a lot of routers do that nowadays you can't even do that with this it doesn't have a usb port this is a power port and it doesn't use a standard power cable like the airport express did and i'm not trying to say airport express was the best home router ever because it wasn't the fucking the one with the built-in hard drive was probably the best one that apple ever put out but this is it, it what fucking what a fucking time that we live in that one of the biggest companies in the fucking world puts out a piece of shit product like this and everyone's everyone's going to fucking jerk it off because ooh google put out a shiny new router it looks like a little fucking egg interesting yes <laughs> that, that was a good rant Aroa. it was you are um are very good. And also, I just want you to know, I, I was incorrect. They had the, for the Samsung Galaxy Watch 5, they had the discount applied already. So it's actually $300 for the Galaxy Watch 5. Ah, that makes a lot more sense. They just, they just for some reason, automatically applied a discount, even though you didn't necessarily have a discount. It's dumb. The way that they that is, they had that working, yeah. So Connor's not going to be getting a new watch after all. I'm sorry, wah, Connor. Wah. I, Which I, is fine I tried. because he still has battery life equal to two of my watches. So yeah, mine too. Like, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, mine's like three of your watches. And I, I do uh, use my watch like all day long. Like, if, if I'm in a sterile environment and I can't take my phone out, looking at my wrist under a bunny suit still works just fine with me. Yeah, I I um. I always keep my phone on silent and then I just have my watch vibrate to notify me if I have an, uh, a text message or something. That's, That's all I, I use too. it for. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, do, yeah, don't buy the Pixel Watch. Don't buy the, met, the, the network thing. The That's only, Wi-Fi Pro. The only thing worth uh, buying on, on here is, is, of course, the Google Pixel uh seven and because, google pixel 7 pro because they're because it, it's a it's a smartphone and they've been the same for the last five years yeah so, but they, you notice on here it doesn't tell you prices of anything it does not That's uh classic which is, gizmodo reporting what, what i'm gonna look i'm looking it up right now to see how much the google pixel 7 pro is um, i bet it's a thousand dollars 799 dollars really for the pro one yeah, it, now that, it, that 128 is... 128 gigs of storage? Uh, I believe so. Okay. But that is... Yeah, that, that, is, that now, matches be, up. That is $100 off, so it normally would be $899. Um, yeah. And this is Google, from Google... This is from Google Fi, because I use Google Fi. Um, yeah. And that is with the 100 and 128 gigs. For the... Oh, man, you're going to love this one. For the normal Pixel 7... Uh, it with the hundred dollars off, it is four hundred ninety nine dollars for one hundred twenty eight gigs. Wait, for the normal Pixel Seven? Yes, it's five hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, that's yeah. still too much for a phone. It is, 
Um, I, I think I think five hundred's fine. I think that's okay. I think I whenever like, you get up to the whenever you get up to the eight hundred dollar range, that's whenever I'm like, why? Yeah. Uh, but particularly whenever you're getting what is essentially the the top tier or at least equal to top tier SOC for 500 bucks. Like that's the kind of price that I'm used to seeing for uh, like a mid range Android phone. That's running like a, like a Snapdragon six something. Yeah. Uh, so like, I, I don't think that's bad by any means. I, I do think that if you're paying $800 for a phone and you're planning on replacing it in a year, then you're stupid. Yeah. Uh, and like, I think I'm stupid for wanting to buy the iPhone Pro, but I I want it because of the telephoto lens, which like that's like I I think that the if you have something specific, then that's a valid thing. But I don't that think is, any any random schmuck should go and spend that's why I would, on the phone. That's why I would get the the pro version of any of these is for that five times optical zoom and the telephoto lens. Um, it was, it makes taking like when you're on a trip, uh, like, you know, if you're like, I'm going to Montreal, um, having that extra zoom would be nice for certain buildings. And I don't always want to carry around my M50 with me. Right. So, and it, and it's like, like, uh, I don't think you, you don't replace your phone all that often, do you? Uh, once every two to three years, every two to three years, two two or three years. So like. Uh, I think I think it's almost okay. I don't know. I, th- I think I'd probably shoot for three years. Yeah, uh, I, I, before... I generally skip a generation. Um, I think so a lot of people do that, though. Yeah, I'll skip, like, because I have the six right now, and I'll probably wait until either the eight or nine before I decide to pull the trigger on another one. Usually, it's after two or three years when my battery starts being shit. See, I'm... <laughs> I'm I'm on four years now with my Dang. phone, and that's like I'm I, I I could still probably get away with another year, but uh, I'm probably not even going to get updates past uh, next year. Just so. just switch switch to Google Fi, and you can get a Moto G Power for fifty bucks. I don't want Google. Fi- I could get a Moto G Power from fucking Consumer Cellular for probably close to that price. You get a whole sixty-four gigs of storage. <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm I'm gonna we're changing subjects, but talking about storage pissed me off, and we're gonna changing I'm subjects. Gonna, we were so far off topic already. I'm gonna rant. Yeah. I am gonna rant about this, and then we're done. Uh, I told you guys after the podcast last week that I bought four 14 terabyte uh, internal hard drives. Yep, yeah. and then they canceled the order. Story over. What? They they sent me a message saying they were unable to fulfill the order. While oh, the product they didn't like his coupon. I think that's it. Uh, I did get a message back. I emailed them. They did not reply to me for a week. I then messaged. Uh, Newegg. I started customer support and was like, what the fuck? And because I couldn't review the seller. I went to go review the seller and give them a one egg review for cancel- for just voiding it with no reason. And you- I couldn't. And so I messaged Newegg and Newegg's like, oh yeah, um, because you did not actually purchase the product and they canceled it before you ordered it, 
it you can't review the seller since you never actually bought anything from them. Oh, that's bullshit. And that's that's what I said. I was like, that is a shitty system. <laughs> that is a terrible system because then they can can cancel the orders without having any repercussions. And I was did trying Newegg, to be nice to the lady. Did Newegg do anything? They actually messaged the seller and the seller got back to me after they messaged the seller. Probably because Newegg, you know, they saw the email from actual Newegg and was like, oh, we should probably do something. Um, and the the people messaged me back and said, hey, we will honor the original price um, if you put in another order. But the reason we weren't able to ship it out was because this last week was a Chinese holiday. Um, for like okay, the whole but, week. Well, that's, that's kind of bullshit. Well, well you, you could have just accepted the order. The right. the thing what the what they said, and I I you know again I don't one hundred percent believe them. I think it's bullshit, but what they said was because, like the the delivery systems uh and shipping out of the country was shut down because of the holiday. Newegg wants them to ship out their products within forty eight hours, but since they couldn't do that, they had to void the order, and I was like, I still think that's bullshit. Yeah, it sounds yeah, like I mean, an excuse. But, yeah, they could have. But they, they did. They did sent you a message and said that instead they, of. Yeah, instead of we can't fulfill it. So most likely, they they saw that I was getting a really good discount, um, because I got that hundred dollars off plus already a cheaper price than what they normally are listed for, and they probably voided the order and didn't expect me to actually say anything about it. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if I'll or I'll reorder those, but I w I just wanted to rant a little bit. Um, don't use I think Sup Energy is what it's called. Uh, don't that don't buy for like them. A PC parts retailer, all right. It yeah, it's a PC parts retailer in China. So yeah, sure they are. Um, yeah. Anyway, I I am not a huge fan of of what happened with that, and I I mean I'll still use Newegg because. Again, where else am I going to go to buy my computer components? Like Tiger Direct, are they still around? Amazon. Yeah. Ooh, Amazon. I <laughs> yeah. I Walmart. Don't know. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's that's the end of our podcast for the day. I want to thank you for being here, Aurora. Yeah, I'm tired now. I'm sorry. I, that ranting it takes a lot out of you. Yeah. And I want to thank you for I don't being know how here. Alex Jones does it. I talked. He does it for hours at a time. It's amazing, uh, and just lies. He lies the whole. Anyway, <laughs> uh, thank you for being here, uh, Conora. Oh, thank God, it's finally over. That sounds like a disease, <laughs> a Conora. And I, of cholera? course, have been your yes, cholera. And of course, I am your host, Nathan Reed Spruth. We'll be here again next week, and I, then I think is it is it. I'm here next week, and then I am not here for the following two weeks. So you're going to get the, the dulcet tones of Connor and Aroa, and then halfway through, Aroa is going to have a call where he has to like leave, and it's just going to be silence for like 10 oh, minutes. Yeah. You guys know that scene in Wayne's World where Garth gets left alone and starts like having a panic attack on the couch? It's going to be that in audio format. <laughs> Anyway, thank you guys for being here. We will talk to you next week. Goodbye. Uh...